Welcome to Anything and Everything with B.B. Sparkman, where we will talk about anything and everything, literally. Life, relationships, careers, kids, you name it, we'll chat about it. Now let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to Anything and Everything with B.B. Sparkman. I am your host, B.B. Sparkman. So the long-awaited episode you have been waiting for. Uh, long awaited, of course. Um, this week, we are talking about all things mamas. And I have a great group of ladies on here with me who, like I said, if you've been keeping up on my Instagram post, um, who have been moms for different lengths of time. My sister, who I said was the OG, has been a mom for 17 years. And my sister in law has been a mom for three weeks. So we have lots of different time lengths, but we're here to share our wisdom with you. Um, Again, if you are not following my Instagram account, make sure you do that so you can stay up to date on all things podcast. It is anything.everything.bbsparkman. So real quick before we get started and we dive into questions that you left on the gram with the infamous question box, of course, as always, I want to do brief intros for you guys. Um, Again, you can check out the Instagram. There's a little bit more detailed intros, but just in case you're wondering who the voices behind this episode are. So we have my sister who again is the OG. She has two boys with her oldest being 17. Uh, She's a social worker and program director at Sun Valley, which is a place for adults with special needs. Uh, We have Joy Welch, which (laughs) LOL. When I was posting Joy's little Instagram thing I realized I posted it and it said Joy Waller and I was like oh my gosh but it wasn't until like 10 minutes and I was like crap people have liked this and seen this I can't believe I just did that which some people don't care like if their main names on stuff I'm one of those that don't care but I was like oh my god I've got to hurry and fix it so then like I went in and like added Waller real quick I mean Waller Welch real quick and we just rolled with it um But she has gotten to work full-time, part-time, and be a stay-at-home mom. So she's gotten to see um, what all that's been like while having her two girls. Um, Then we have Haley Franks, who is a pediatric dental hygienist. And she actually had her son, I think, a week, like exactly a week after I had Walker. So that was really cool. Um, to like be pregnant at the same time and we go to the same church and so (laughs) Cody like every Sunday I'd get to church and he'd be like yeah I checked in with Stevie see how Haley was doing and she was always progressing like farther than I was which my original due date was two days after her so I was just like oh no I'm just so ready to get him out and then we ended up having them a week apart so that was really cool also fun fact about Haley she has another Instagram account where she puts all these really good recipes and stuff that she makes. So make sure you follow that. It's called Haley, H-A-L-E-Y, Recipe Roundup. So there's some good stuff. She posted a king cake recipe recently. I haven't made it yet, but I was like, okay, this is going to be good. So check it out. All right, next is Caitlin Jacobson. Caitlin and I actually went to MC together, had a few classes together, and we worked together for a hot second at fun time, good times. But she was a stay a stay at home teacher. I mean, pretty much. She was a teacher, and then pandemic hit, and now she's a stay at home mom. Her son Winston is eight months old. She has literally lived in the coolest place in California, but now she lives in Maine. Yes, Maryland. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Um, but we'll talk more about that later. Next is Lindsay Ford, which Lindsay I actually met through my sister. I don't remember where or how, but you know, thanks, Jess. Um, Lindsay has a son that's 10 months old. She also um, worked full time. And she, like I said, she worked with my sister and now works part time as a preschool teacher. So she's able to spend more time with her son, which is so fun. I wish one day. Um, next is my sister-in-law, Stacy, which y'all have met before. She was on my mental health episode. Um, she has been a mom, like I said, for like three weeks and she's killing it. And she's a mom to the cutest little peanut. She literally is so tiny. I could not imagine birthing a child as tiny as Emma Joy, but she's so cute. Um, she also has another Instagram account, which we talked about in the mental health episode, Bloom Counseling LLC. So make sure you're following that. Um, next is my other sister-in-law. Rebecca Brill. So yes, we have the same name for a little bit. LOL. It was very confusing. So not LOL. Um, but she has two boys and her youngest Asher and Walker are two months apart. So that was a lot of fun getting to do that together because I was new mom and I was like, okay, well, let's figure this out. Uh, she is an ESL teacher at our local schools. Also another great Instagram account. Rebecca is like a dirt cheap queen. And if you don't know what dirt cheap is, which I imagine most of you who are listening do, you need to go. I can never find anything. She finds literally all the things. So she has an account, dirt underscore cheap underscore deal underscore finder. Make sure you follow it. She just posted the other day, some really quality things. So I know those were quick little intros, but again, hit up the Instagram count and you can read their full little intros and bios of who they are. Um, also make sure if you have Facebook, you can find me on Facebook, anything and everything with BB Sparkman. I also have a YouTube. Um, don't really post much because I'm an amateur, but I am working on some really good content that's gonna be coming out to you soon. So let's get into it. I like to call this the tea about motherhood. So sit back and enjoy. All right, so let's start off with a good one. Our, I say our, because they're your listeners this week, but my listeners want to know, how do you create a space for one-on-one -on -one time with your husbands as well as your child or children? Anybody want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. <laughs> Um, something that we do that I feel like is not everyone can do it, but we really prioritize like putting our girls down at a certain time. And then we use that time in the evenings together to, even if it's just watch a show or we're reading our separate books, but we're spending time together and we usually try to like reflect back over our day. But that's kind of our thing is trying to be consistent with bedtime. I appreciate a good bedtime. For sure. Anybody else? Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't feel like we're really good at that. We pretty much have a routine. We eat dinner, we clean up, I pack our lunches for the next day. That's after Walker goes to bed. And 
then I go to bed or we watch TV, but we fall asleep pretty quick because we both wake up pretty early. So we don't do anything like fun in the evening, but you know, whatever. Bex, got anything good for us? Yeah, I was going to go um, along with what Joy said. Uh, a lot of um, times we try to have, I call them structured conversations, intentional conversations. Um, and so we have some different um, like bulleted conversations we go through about like goals or um, like a high low of the day, things like that. Cause we get into a monotonous conversation of, well, what'd you do today? How was your day? And turns out our days often go a lot the same these days. So um, we just, we have some of those that we follow um, that help us keep conversation thriving instead of just dead ending a lot. And also we, like Joy said, do bedtime at a certain time. And then even if it's not the whole night, cause I'm an introvert and I like my time to myself too, but we'll do like a puzzle or a little bit of a puzzle. We're big puzzlers. Um, or yeah, like watch a show or something. And we have like a special list like on Netflix that we go through just together. So that's fun. Yeah, Cody loves a good peak and pit every day. Peak and pit. I'm like, oh God. And some days it's literally the same. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever it was yesterday. But what you got? <laughs> well, um, okay, I know I was talking about like, how do you like create space um, like when you have kids? And I've only had a tiny person for like eight months. <laughs> but I have had the Marine Corps in my life for a long time, um, which is basically a kid. Uh, <laughs> and we really create space all the time. Um, even if it's short and sweet. Um, Cause I know like at night when we put Winston to bed, we do have that time, but there's also times throughout like a Saturday where if we're in the car and Winston's in the backseat, we can have like an intentional conversation even if it's only a couple of minutes. And so like, I definitely think that's something that um, I love the nighttime, but I also really appreciate like the intentionality throughout the day. It doesn't have to, I think there's like a lot of pressure where you have to like make all this time for your spouse when like little minutes also can be really, um, like intentional yeah I guess. yeah um so we really try to like every I mean I've just he's in he's out he's here he's not um so when he is here that's our time um yeah. and that's been really nice to kind of we were used to that before a kid so it really didn't throw us too much um many things did though too. we're not experts <laughs> but that was something that we just always like every little chance we got, let's have like kind of what you were saying, like a meaningful, intentional conversation though. Like we don't necessarily have bullet points, but I know in my head, like, Hey, I noticed blank yesterday. Do you want to tell me a little bit more about that? Um, and that can just be while we're cooking dinner. So yeah, <laughs> for sure. So that kind of goes into the next one, which are like, what are your favorite date nights in house? And on the second episode of the podcast, me and Cody did together and it was on like our marriage and like relationship stuff. And he was like, we're not really good at that, which is true. Like we're terrible at dating our spouse. And like, I feel sad to admit that, but we really are. We just get caught up in like every day, you know what I mean? And so I feel like since then we've tried to do better, but this is where I'm interested to see what like y'all's thoughts are and opinions about like, what are your favorite things to do? Even if you're not leaving your house, but like with your spouse, because typically the times where me and Cody are like, yeah, we're going to watch this or do this. Walker wakes up or Buster's going crazy. So like it doesn't happen. So 
anything that y'all do like not having to leave the house but you love to do like with your spouse what you got Lindsay um this is technically breaking the rules of your question framework because you do leave the house but it's free because that's okay okay yeah love walks um Ben and I love, I mean, especially when everything shut down in March. So everything shut down and then I had Theo the next week. And I think it was like two or three days after getting home from the hospital, I was like, I got to get out of this apartment. I need to move my body. And so we started walking um, and we've all, we've always run and like run together or run separate, but walking is like, we're together. We're spending time we're not on our phones that's a big thing um we're not just like mindlessly picking up our phone we're not watching tv um which we also do love to do together because I'm not janking the tv we love shows but um just being outside and walking and just talking and it is so nice and Thea's in the stroller usually babbling or sleeping and so it really does feel like time together even even if the baby is with us it still feels like it's time for just us if that makes sense yeah for sure anybody else thoughts I'll input <laughs> um yeah I'm curious to see what some of the other answers are for in-house dating I would agree back to we're not good at dating each other um, I feel like we honestly went out on more dates when the boys were younger than we do now. Um, but kind of going with number one, your first question too, um, it's easier now that the boys are older because they kind of do their own thing. So we do have a little bit more time that we can chat. Um, we usually do that cooking dinner if there's not sports practice going on, <laughs> which is a lot of the time. Um, so those are just some things that we do, um, just try to cook together and have those conversations and then watch TV is probably the number one thing that we do together outside of being at the ball field. That is actual facts. You are always watching TV together. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Haley, did you have anything you want to say? I was pretty much going to oh. say mostly what she what she said <laughs> sorry I was was muted <laughs> y'all technology um but yeah we mm -hmm. yeah we um like always put our little boy to bed at like seven and then usually on Friday night we like we'll like eat dinner sometimes like after we'll like feed him and put him to bed and then we'll eat dinner like after we put him to bed and then Stevie, my husband always wants to watch a movie and I'm 99% of the time going to fall asleep about 15 minutes in, but I'm always trying really hard not to fall asleep. Yeah. Um, that <laughs> but, uh, mostly that's what we try to do. Like, yeah, like last night we were watching a movie and he was like, are you asleep? And I was like, just don't, just don't talk about it. Just let me sleep. Like I'm just like laying there I'm dead asleep. So, I mean, usually I fall asleep, but we try to watch a movie together like once a week, um, yeah. even if it's just 15 minutes of it. Yeah. I'm really, as if my head hits anything couch, but I mean, you name it, like I'm out, I'm down for the count. Like there's no bringing me back till tomorrow. You can catch me at 5 15 the next day. Um, but, and like, which I feel like Jesse can relate to this because we're in the same situation. But as far as like creating space, like my mom and brother have lived with us 
for a while. And so I'm whispering because they're down the hall and I don't want to think I'm being mean. So like it literally, so we had Walker in December and then my grandfather was really sick and then Rebecca had Asher. And so like between me having Walker and then Christmas and my mom constantly coming back to see my grandfather before he passed away. And then Rebecca having Asher, we just had a lot of company coming in from December to like March. And then she and Ben moved back in March. She stayed with my aunt for like however long shelter in place was. And then she's been, you know, here. So like we, we did the, the family of three for three months. And so now it's like, She's moving out next week, which is like good. I'm kind of sad, but I'm kind of like, Cody's very excited. <laughs> but like, so we're excited to figure out what life is like or what it's, I guess, supposed to be with just our family unit because I don't feel like it really was that long. And then we weren't, you know what I mean? So with creating space, it's hard because typically it's like we're done with dinner and we're going to our room because we're just like, hiding from you know everybody and not like in a bad way you know what I mean like not every day is terrible you know but like just to like have that space but it's like if I get in the bed I'm done so we're very excited now to like after next week to be able to have a different space to create a different space because I don't even remember what it was like from December to March last year um so that'll be interesting to figure out, like, basically starting over of how to do that. So that'll be fun, but, you know, welcome to life, right? Okay, so Jesse, I feel like this is definitely for you, this next one, because <laughs> you have the oldest kids here. Well, and maybe Joy, too. I mean, your kids are a little bit older, um, but as far as, like, disciplining older kids and, like, screen time and then tantrums like how I mean Walker's too young for that so I don't know I can't help you <laughs> so what are y'all's thoughts opinions or like things that you have done to handle those types of situations I'll jump on in and go ahead with that since I have some older ones and say we're still trying to figure it out so good luck <laughs> but for real um and it kind of just depends on the kid. I feel like it's trial and error to just figure out what's going to work for them the best. Um, and I feel like we've done everything in the book. Um, and especially having a teenager, we're kind of dealing with that now and trying to figure out how to discipline and teach lessons uh, without pushing away um and giving kind of room to learn from his own <laughs> mistakes I know I screamed that when I was a teenager you just have to let me learn from my own mistakes let me live my life kind of deal um and so it's hard being on the flip side of that you know because you know what's out there and been there done that kind of stuff um, so, so yeah, it's, it's tough, but you know, we've done grounding, taking privileges away, um, that kind of thing. Um, and just tried to show a lot of grace. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and like, I mean, like I said, I don't have a kid old enough to really do any of this, but 
I know what you mean because we grew up in the same household and have the same parents. And so like, I know how we were raised and how our parents were with us, like in teenage years. And so like, I get that your, your mindset is this is how it was done with us. And like, Mm -hmm. it probably should have been done that way. (laughs) So like, I'm going to try this way. So, and I think too, that's all like, how you were raised in your relationships with your parents. I don't know. Here I am trying to be like a philosopher or something. I don't know. I have a long way to go until I get there, but just tapping into what Jesse was saying, because again, I understand. I know now, like I say, I think even to myself and I've literally told Cody this last week because we were talking about my brother is I know I will not do things the way my parents did it because they were ghetto sometimes and I didn't appreciate it. So I ain't having it. And so, yes, anyway, continue. Thank you for your advice. But yeah, no, but yeah, cause there have definitely been times that I've told Daniel, like, I remember feeling this way when my mom said this and I swore then that I would never do that, you know, to my child and some things, you know, now that I'm a parent and the older I get, I'm like, Oh, maybe (laughs) they were right about that. And then there are still some things that I stick to that. I'm like, no, I'm not saying these certain things are doing these certain things because I, I don't want them to feel the way that I felt. Yeah. And we love our mom. She's great, but (laughs) what you got sis? Um, I guess uh, it's kind of a question because I don't really have um, a tantrum thrower yet, Um, (laughs) but I have taught a lot of tantrum throwers, and I guess like we had talked about tantrum, I'm going to segue into screen time. That's something that I've been thinking about a lot as like a new mom, and so I think that was probably someone's question is like, you know, is it okay? Is it not okay? Should they watch TV? Should they not? Are phones okay? Are they not okay? Like, and at what age did you guys think that was okay? Did you ever think it was okay? Like, I think that was probably what they wanted to like. So I guess I'm just like being the voice of like, as a new mom as well. I don't really know. Because when I was a kid, my mom stuck me in front of Scooby Doo right. <laughs> and said, watch cartoons and don't wake me up, you know? Right. Like, so... <laughs> Um, does anybody else want to say anything about screen time? Joy? Yeah, I feel like each child and each family is different and there's always a lot of grace. But, um, for me and Andrew, our kind of like rule of thumb is we can view it as a help in some ways. Like sometimes it can be helpful to be able to have a show to just not to distract, but to, you know, sometimes we have to have a conversation or have to cook dinner, but something that we kind of have to go through in our minds, like a question we ask ourselves is like, am I using this to get out of my duty as a parent? Like, do I know if she watches a show, she's going to, you know, she's not going to complain. She's not going to fuss. And that's a chance for me to be able to discipline her. And I don't want to try to get out of that. So I don't think screen time is bad, like at its core, but there's always boundaries that need to be in place. And I think you kind of have to, think about your own child like we've noticed in our older daughter that it's kind of become like an idol and she'll like get really upset if you can't watch her favorite movie and so we've started to be like okay time to taper off but I don't think that 
there's a formula that works for everybody. Like I think your child can maybe handle more or less. And then our youngest child, she doesn't care. Like we could turn a show on and sometimes I want her to watch the show, but she won't. <laughs> so you just never know. What you got, Beck? Well, Joy's got a word and I agree with those things. Um, I think for me, I have a lot of friends that have kids a few years older or like a year or two older than my kid. And like you said, I saw like, it becoming an idol and like we would all go hang out and like never see their kids because they're always watching you know that everyone brings their own screen and like recently we went to like a well recently as in you know like a year ago and we used to get together with people and we went to something and like all the kids brought their own screens and I was like I wanted to hang out you know and and so for us it's like we want our kids to be able to like talk and like interact with grownups. And I sometimes feel like the screen is like a wall that goes up, but I don't know. Cause I mean, I have young kids and I know when I put a screen in front of Jackson, he's like shut down. Like he turns into a zombie. You can wave and he won't even see you. Um, and so at home, we just decided to start that at home. And so over when we were, you know, in lockdown, I realized he was watching a lot of TV cause it was something that I could give him that would allow me to take care of the itty bitty baby or, you know, take a shower or something like that. And then, you know, one show turned into two, turned into two hours and, you know, my kid's sitting there drooling because he's been watching TV too long. Um, and so our new rules since we went back to school and kind of got back on our schedule is only on the weekends. And I do feel a little bit of mom guilt when I'm like, what's today? And he goes, Friday, we can watch a movie. And I feel kind of bad because I'm like, he doesn't even think weekends are for family. He thinks it's just for TV. Um, but I just, I, I don't know what else to do. I feel like in a way I'm like, you know, limiting myself too, because that's time during the week that I have to entertain and dance for him. So I don't, <laughs> there's not a formula that works for everyone, but right now we're doing weekends and it's, Stay tuned. We'll see. Yeah. Well, and like y'all said, it's whatever works best for you, like in your family. I'll remember. So Walker was like three months old when COVID happened. And like I've talked about previously, when COVID happened, I was still working, but I would only work three hours a day. And like sometimes I would work maybe Monday, Tuesday longer and work a couple hours Wednesday day Thursday then none on Friday so I was just home a lot more from like the end of March till May which was great because like I said I was able to enjoy like big changes you know the rolling over sitting up crawl you know that stuff but I, I was at I guess it was after it had to have been after shelter in place because or maybe even before COVID we were at Cody's parents house and his mom was sitting there playing with Walker and she had this put on this little show and it ended up being Coco Melon at the time, but it was, you could only find it on YouTube. And so he likes the songs. He's definitely a Spartan because he loves music. And so I remembered like, okay, let's see what it's like. So I pulled it up on um, YouTube and I let him watch it. And I remember taking a picture, he was doing tummy time and he was watching it. And I sent it to my friends and I was like, tummy time while watching Coco Melon, but don't worry. It's only a few minutes of our schedule today because I felt like, oh my God, these people are going to judge me because my four month old is watching Coco Melon. You know what I mean? Which is like really, I think a cult, but it's fine. Um, but like we use it as 
kind of the same thing. Like if we're trying to do something and he's just all over the place. So like if he wakes up before I'm done getting ready in the morning, he drinks his milk and eats his Cheerios and he watches Cocoa Melon. It may be an hour. It may be 30 minutes, depending on when he gets up. Um, during the week at night, sometimes it just depends on the weekends. It's the same thing. Like if we're cleaning the floors, I'm going to put him in his seat and let him watch while we clean the floors or do the, I mean, whatever, you know, but I think it is, I just remember being like, oh my God, these people are going to judge me because I'm letting him watch TV. <laughs> but I truly agree. I think it's whatever works for you. And if you know that you're not just shoving them to get them out of your way or her, or whatever, you know, out of your way. I mean, but even if you are, what does it matter? Sometimes you just need like a moment, you know, <laughs> just kidding. I never do that. Maybe, but I mean, it is what it is. And people are going to have their opinions and you know what, whatever. But we, I mean, Walker watches Coco Melon. He doesn't really like a lot of other stuff, especially if it doesn't have music because it doesn't entertain him, but I mean, he watches it. So, you know, that's just, again what we do so yeah I don't think there's a right or a wrong you know it's whatever works for you and keeps you sane <laughs> um okay so this is like another date thing someone asked how do you have regular date nights when you have to pay expensive sitters Lindsay what you got <laughs> so well, one, this is kind of not fair because my sister lives here and my sister can watch Theo when we need her to, but we watch our friends' kids for free and our friends watch our kid for free. And if you have that little exchange going on, it works out really nicely because like there've been times Andrew and Joy have been like, I'm gonna, we want to go on a date. I'm like, please let us watch the girls. Like we love their girls, want to play with them. And then there's been times that I've been in a bind and been like, Joy, can I drop Theo off for like three hours? And it works out really well because then you don't have to spend money on a sitter and you just kind of have this understanding that you're you're serving each other and caring for each other and so find your friends and do a little exchange get your date nights <laughs> on the calendar it's wonderful and free yeah um Caitlin I have a question for you <laughs> can I ask you a question is that a thing okay so for you <laughs> How like say that I'm alone in Maryland, aren't you? Right. That's what I was gonna say. Because like, I'm alone in Maryland, yes. Right. Hello. <laughs> Don't okay. have a mama here. Don't have nobody. And I only know like maybe four people because thank you, COVID. Right. That's what I was gonna say. Like, have you met anybody yet? Like um, well, we were really, would... really lucky. Um, so the military community is um <laughs> kind of cultish, maybe. Um, <laughs> but we like look out for each other and we know everybody. And especially when it comes to the Marine Corps, it's a really, really small world. Um, and then you get even smaller because my husband went to the Naval Academy, which is right down the street. So we actually have two of his Naval Academy buddies who are back also stationed here with their spouses. Um, they do not have kids yet, um, which that's totally fine with us. And we did get together with them once or twice, but with COVID rules and especially the military is even more strict on how many people you're allowed to see and where you can go and what you can do because they own you. Um, no, we haven't met anyone. Um, we haven't even been able to really go and find a church. Um, it's been really different. Um, but I can definitely attest to like finding a buddy. I know, especially 29 Palms, I was like a babysitter for a million different military mamas. And we literally met that day and I kept their kids because yeah. we just have an understanding that like you have each other's back because nobody else is around. 
Um, so for us, date nights have been a little different. Um, May May, the queen, my mom, um, she definitely has come up a lot. I actually spent 80 days with her last year um, in the middle of the pandemic. And she came to California. She came here. She, our story's wild. But as far as date nights, we try to get them in when my mom is here. Um, and then we also just do them in home. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, with Winston, it's a little, you know, maybe it's in the middle of the day when he's taking a nap. And I'm like, hey, do you want to sit down and like talk to me? Or maybe it's like, hey, can you play with Winston? I'm going to go fix my hair. And right. maybe I'll feel like we're on a date, you know? Like, <laughs> or my favorite date is when like he cleans the kitchen. Like that's like such a fun date night for me. Right. <laughs> so I think, you know, it's, it's about being intentional with your spouse. And like it's COVID has made things really difficult for everybody because now you all get to stay at home. Um, and sometimes we can't really go out to eat. I know down in Mississippi, it's a little different here. Things are still really shut down. Um, but I love that find your partner. Like you find your friend, you find your like, it doesn't matter if they're, if it's your sister, it's your mom, it's like the lady that's next door. You find like your buddy and you guys can share and help. Like, I mean, that's the whole point of like fellowship and community is like helping each other. Um, and that's the best part about being a mom. So I have um, a couple of friends here and they would do anything for me. Seriously, um, she lives like right down the street and she would come and get Winston in a heartbeat. Um, but it is, it is different, but it's really the same. Um, if that makes sense. Like, I totally agree with Lindsay about like, you've got to have your buddy. You've got to have somebody to like help you. Um, I love that though. Free date nights. Also call your mom or your grandma. May May's where it's at. Thanks. Mom. Right. <laughs> She said keys. So many, so many plane tickets, y'all. <laughs> um, what was I about to say? I was about to ask y'all a question about date nights and it all went blank. I talk too much. That's the problem. No, you said something that made me think about it. Damn. I don't know. It'll probably come to me in a minute. Maybe it was about the money. Oh, no, 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 no. Not about the money. Um, do any of y'all ever feel bad asking like the same people to babysit or like, Hey, will you, you know, I feel like I asked the same. Okay. So my mom and Cody's mom, but like my mom lives with me. So like, it's just kind of built in like, Hey, you're going to watch them. But I feel bad. Cause I feel like she always watches my kid. No, no, but Rebecca's like, I don't feel that at all. Stacey. Yeah. No, no, my mom, my mom keeps my little boy. So I work three days a week and she keeps him while I'm working. Yeah. And so she, it's kind of bad though, because she kind of gets her feelings hurt if I ask anyone else. But then if I ask her too much, it's like, you're asking me too much. <laughs> Yeah. So I get kind of stuck in a bind, you know, and so most of the time, honestly, we take Judah with us yeah. whenever we go out and it's just easier and we don't really do good with our date nights. But um, when we do, usually my mom and dad will both come over because my dad doesn't get to see my little boy quite as much as my mom does. But um, yeah, I feel I feel some some guilt when I'm like, OK, mom. You, you don't cost me any dollars, but you keep my boy all week. <laughs> Can you come watch him some more? Right. What were you, you going to say, Stacy? Oh, I just felt that in the first, I mean, Emma's not even three weeks old, but my parents came for two weeks. And even in just those days, getting home from the hospital, like 
okay, I'm going to go take a shower. Like who wants to watch her? And it, it was a feeling of guilt. Like they're watching my child and I'm, you know, doing something quote unquote frivolous, which yeah. is taking a shower or like taking a nap or resting or whatever. So I can imagine, especially if you have your mom live with you, it would be so easy to just say like, oh, I'm just going to run to the store. Can you watch it for a second? Right. And, and like, realize, oh my gosh, I've done that 10 times this week. Literally. <laughs> stop. Yeah. Well, but then sometimes I'm like, okay, I have this, which it's not that I like do a bunch of stuff all the time, but like, if I have something, I'll be like, okay, well, I'll call Abby, which is my best friend. And she's like, I mean, it's fine. But then it's like, I get home and I'm like, oh, how's he been? And it'd be the one day where he's like balls to the walls. And she's like, fine. I'm like, great. You know, (laughs) I don't know. I feel like once she moves out, I shouldn't ask her for a while. Like I should pawn him off on somebody else. Not well, maybe not like don't like maybe not like ask her but like let her kind of like take the lead like I think like, for me I, when I like when I like ask my mom it's kind of like comes with like a price of like hey will you please buy a plane ticket um but like she also <laughs> offers every time too she's like yeah. oh my god can I please come and so like I think the way to like kind of combat that is to like let them also ask like yeah give them the space too. It's like, I love your idea of like, maybe not asking her, but don't tell her she can't just kind of wait for her to like have that opportunity so that she feels like she's blessing you. Do you know what I mean? Cause I was, I would always be like, Oh, it's fine. Like, I mean, you always watch him and she's like, well, I mean, I'm here. And I'm like, okay, whatever. (laughs) I mean, not that like I have to pay, you know, Abby, but I try to like, you know, do something, but we'll see. Um, Okay, this one, y'all. Oh, Lord. This question says, how long did it take you to lose your baby weight? I'm sorry, lose what? Right. (laughs) Y'all girl didn't lose nothing. I wish the people could see the face. See the face. Let me just say, I started Beachbody a few weeks ago, not going too well. Can we say, like, instead of how long (laughs) did it take you to lose the baby weight, how long did it take to gain the confidence that you are a mama? That's what it was for me. I don't need to lose anything. I needed to gain that, like, this is me and I'm a mama. And I look good. Truly. That's what I have to say. <laughs> I can not with um, Rebecca's comment. That's funny. I, let me, yeah. It's just, I mean, I went to the doctor recently and I saw my, like, patient portal thing and, like, what it said from, the last point, like the last time I went in before I had Walker to like what I weighed that day. And I did feel pretty, I was just like, oh, okay. But sis, what did, Jesse, what, anything to say, Jesse? Um, I would still be working on that and it's been 16 years. <laughs> yeah, Brooks will be 17 in <laughs> April, which is insane. No, that's the thing, like, I don't remember who wrote this, but like all my notes, I literally have still haven't dash trust the process because I feel like this is one of those things and I'm bad about it because I follow a lot of people on social media who I don't know, like famous people or YouTubers and Cody makes fun of me because I act like we're best friends. I'm like my Australian girl. (laughs) And he's like, Becca, you literally don't know her. Um, But like, for example, her, she literally like had a baby and the next day I was just like, oh my gosh. So I can't do it. It's like, I can't get on social media, you know? It's a comparison game. It's I know, I know. Game. And I'm terrible. And it, terrible. it hurts 
to the core. There's no denying when you like look at somebody and you're like, you just had a baby and you have a six pack? I didn't even have a four baby. <laughs> but it, it, the comparison game gets really ugly. In fact, I actually took like a whole like, too. right, well, I took like a whole like leave of like looking at anything having to do with like pregnancy, babies. I was like, nope, I'm not even going to go there. I'm just not, I'm not even doing it. And that really helped. And then I also like cut down my screen time significantly. Um, just for like one month, I only gave myself 30 minutes on Instagram and Facebook. And it was really hard because <laughs> oh, I'm a social media addict. And, but it was also like really good. So I think like, like you were talking about, like just looking at the Australia girl, you're like, dang sister, when is that right. going to happen to me? <laughs> I'm just like, claps for you. You go ahead, girl, because I'm fine eating my Zaxby's. <laughs> What were you going to say, Stacey? I just think it so much goes to just not only mothers, but women as a society. So I had, during my pregnancy, I had something called HG where I was sick all day, every day. So it was like, you know, I need you to gain weight. I need you to gain weight. So it's weird now, like, you know, basically just saying like, we can't win. So either like you've gained way too much weight that no one is ever saying like, you've gained the perfect amount of weight or you've lost the perfect amount of weight. Like nothing is ever going to be good enough. Yeah. So we have to work on that in ourselves of like, you know, sometimes I went to the doctor and was hoping that I was up some weight, which is so crazy to think about because that's so different than most people's experiences. But back to like, we just, we have to be comfortable with ourselves because no one else in the world, especially doctors not to get into a whole other discussion but they're not going to say like oh you your weight is perfect do not change anything like that's so rare so we really have to work on that ourselves no matter the situation what you got Lindsay I would just say I hate that the pressure of just had a baby now like rocks your world you've could you've changed everything about your life has changed um including your literal whole body yeah so <laughs> physically you've changed everything's changed right and then hormonally you're wacko and you're also having to keep a, a child alive and you're like trying to figure out you know your roles with your husband and you know the dynamic of his life really hasn't changed that much but like I just you know put my body through all this trauma and all these things happen and there's something, I hate to use this word because I think it's like misused a lot, but it's something like really empowering about it. It's like, wow, like my body, like the way that God designed my body, it did this. And it, it produced this little person who's going to grow up and have, you know, ideals and morals and personality and all these things. Anyway, so I will say to keep, I'm going way too long, but to keep my answer yeah. short, I think there's just so much other things to worry about. So eat food that makes you feel good. Go on walks if you want to, if it makes you feel good. For me, um, exercising is totally almost always about my mental health. Like I just, it helps me um, not to be anxious and it helps me have me time. And so just do like what you feel is healthy for you. And um, yeah, I, <laughs> I, I hate, I just hate that added pressure. We already have yeah. so many other things that we're undergoing, you know, and we're changing so much. Anyway, I'm done. Yeah. Well, no. And that's the thing, like, and not everybody's pregnancy and labor and delivery and postpartum, I mean, is never the same. Like 
for me, whenever I was pregnant, I was going off like Rebecca because she was the most recent person in our family that had had a baby. So I was like, okay, what was it like with Jackson? And because I would talk to Jesse and she's like, girl, it's been eight years or not, or how, no, how old like her 10? So nine years. Yeah. She's like, it's so different. And even since Rebecca had Jackson, which was two years or two and a half two by the time I had Walker, I mean, even that changed. And so like, not everybody's little journey is the same. And like, we literally push a tiny human out of our body. I'm just saying, if your husband didn't stand there and go, you can't see my face, but my mouth's open. I mean, literally, it is like the Lord is amazing. I mean, not that we had to like make that known, but like, seriously. So I agree with you. I think, and I know I'm, I'm hard on myself about it too, because at this point I feel like I should have lost weight. Like literally two weeks after I had Walker, I was intermediate fasting and doing Weight Watchers. That's stupid. That is so stupid. Why did I do that? And still today. society pressures you to do that. <laughs> and clearly. Because everyone wants a dramatic reveal, right? They want you to like bring this beautiful baby into the world and show us what they look like. And also we want you to look absolutely stunning when you're done. But and that ain't what happened. No, and it's not. And that's okay. So again, like I said, still haven't done it, but I'm trusting the process. And if it happens, it happens. And if it doesn't, it is what it is. Um, okay. So next question, what do you look forward to the most with your children? Anybody want to go first? I feel like I talk a lot. <laughs> no, Caitlin. Uh, all of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. I've like always wanted to be a mom. Um, when I was in school, when actually we were like all in college together or when we were in college together and joy too, she was there. Yes. <laughs> um, and that's like all I know. So, hey, um, I actually was going to go be a doctor. I wanted to like go to med school. That was like, I wanted to be a doctor. And about a semester in, the, the Lord just really tugged on my heartstrings about like, I just want to have family. And I didn't feel like I could give 100% to medicine and 100% to um, like having a family, which can be done, by the way. I'm not saying it can't. Me personally, I just felt like I couldn't do it. And I became a teacher. I'm like, that's, so I'm like living my dream, y'all. I mean, I'm exhausted, but this is like everything. So I look forward to all of it, like all of it. I, when he gets sick for the first time, or which he already has been, now that he's having a couple of teeth, it's really awesome. Um, and one day I hope he gets a nail cavity like his daddy. Like, I just, I love all of it. And I think like every mom can say that. At the end of the day, like you look forward to all of it and everything that we're blessed with, like, at least for me, I feel like we all kind of feel that way. Yeah, for sure. Joy? Um, something that I love, and I'm trying to grow in this area, but it's just put my phone away and go outside or sit down and play with toys or whatever and just kind of like be with them and do what they want to do and um, listen to how they talk and see how they interact and especially Edith is almost four and just like being able to have a conversation is so sweet and I think that's one of my favorite things so far is just like hearing things that she's learning and how she's processing through things and I really love just like talking with her and even with my 
Amelia's like 16 months and she's starting to kind of like, you know, babble and whatever, but definitely like uninterrupted time doing what they want to do and just being with them. It's so fun. Yeah, I love your Instagram stories, especially when Eve is talking, because I remember like there are some that I comment on. I'm like, oh, my gosh, the way she just said that, <laughs> like, it's so cute. Haley. Was that you? Um, I, yeah, I um, was just going to say I'm looking forward to just like seeing um, Judah's personality grow. Um, he's already pretty like sassy and um determined and you know if you say no then that really means yes I'm gonna do that again so um I'm just excited to see where like his strong-willedness is gonna like take him and also very scared about that but um anyways it's just cool like he obviously can't like really talk to me yet but like he does a lot of communication with his actions and so anyways um I hope that, you know, that drive in him continues and um, I'm excited to see that blossom as he gets older and bigger and also pray for me. Yeah, right. I know I can't wait to like have conversations with Walker. What you got, Lindsay? Um, I was just going to say this one's not as like deep as everybody else's answers. I'm looking <laughs> forward. I really am. I look forward to all those things. Like, I cannot wait to just talk with Theo, but mm -hmm. I, I look forward to going to get him out of his crib. Like when he wakes up from nap or when he wakes up in the morning, is it not the best because they're so sleepy and snuggly and they're so pumped to see you. They're like, mama, this is the best. They love it. They love you. Anyway. So that is like a simple, like joy of what I look forward to throughout the day. Um, but it's such a gift to just go get them and they're so pumped to see you. And I can't y'all. I can't. Uh, cause I'm thinking about Walker and I'm like, I want to go get him up. I, don't I know, know. <laughs> but, then I'm like, but I need a break. I'm glad asleep. <laughs> right. Seriously. Yeah. Rebecca will post these, um, videos of Asher every morning waking up on her Instagram and they're so cute. And like, he'll look up and be like, Ugh, like mom seriously but he's so cute well he sneezes three times every <laughs> single morning person. every single day he sneezes three times I have two things one is very um much in my flesh I can't wait for them to not be in diapers anymore um because I have two I had two and two and the diapers y'all were just drowning so I'm looking <laughs> forward to that and then the second thing that I'm looking forward to I think is um I'm really close with my mom and I just have a lot of memories of like being a kid and things that she did with us, like with me and my sister and things she did for our friends. And I just look forward to like doing those things for my own kids. Like, I mean, she used to have like pancake parties and going on trips with, you know, my family and stuff. So I look forward to those things too, just with my own kids. Pancake parties. Kathy would have been like, oh, we're going to make a mess. We probably can't do it today. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Right, Jesse? Yes. She's nodding her head. Yes. Yes. God bless her. Okay. Um, do what? You just sent us outside. Yeah. That's what she looked We played in the ditch when I was a kid. Coming up. <laughs> um, okay. Is there anything that you miss about pre-motherhood? Everybody's like, yes. I feel like we can all 
comment on this. Do we want to start? So Rebecca, do you, is there anything that you miss about pre-motherhood? My hair. Your hair. <laughs> she said, that's it. Haley, anything? Um, I just miss like whenever I could just sit down. Yeah. <laughs> and just sit down. <laughs> and then that was it you know there's none of that you know not even when there's naps I'm pretty much always doing chores or something when he's napping but um which I mean I really like you know playing with him and stuff but whenever you could just sit down and just sit there that's what I miss so Stacy, I know again it hasn't been very long but like is there anything in the last few weeks you've been like oh I really miss this <laughs> Um, I've definitely had sleeping issues my whole life. Um, so it's kind of helped to prepare me for having a newborn, but also the sleeping issues were followed by like, okay, well, I'll just, you know, I can't sleep. So I'll play on my phone or I'll watch TV or I'll like, you know, I have plenty of time to sleep for the rest of the night or I can sleep in tomorrow. Like it's fine. And I thought that was frustrating at the time, but I definitely miss, you know, I've had a very, a very different life pre COVID and pre baby. Um, I miss just sleeping and, and doing whatever I want, honestly, like that sounds really selfish, but I miss doing whatever I want, whenever I want at any, <laughs> at any point in time. Exactly. <laughs> Joy, do you have anything specifically? Yeah. Mine's kind of going off of that. It's like, I always say, usually when I'm being sinful and struggling, but I just want to be like, I don't want anybody looking at me. I don't want anybody talking to me <laughs> and just being able to like, you know, I need to run, go get something from the store. I want to go to the movies. I want to go for a walk. Cause even that you can't just, it's hard to take two on a walk. They're just, they complain. And anyway, just being able to just be and do what I want to do, which marriage was kind of a help kind of like slowly brought you into that. But yeah. Right. Caitlin, is there anything? Girl, I miss Disneyland. Like, I don't know when I'm ever going to get to go back. COVID took that from me and now I have a kid and I don't know, you can't take a kid to Disney. That's just not, people do. I know. I just don't think I can because I do Disney away. Winston couldn't hang. Um, I, no, I just miss being able to like travel. Michael and I are like really big into like hiking. Um, we do a lot of like mountains. We did Mount Whitney. We attempted, we didn't make it to the top, but we tried. Um, we did a lot of traveling in California. We call it vacation land. And now that we have a tiny person, it's kind of like what Joy was saying. Um, it's like a lot to leave the house. Like you have like, to, I'm like running through the list. I'm like, do we have this? Do we have diapers? Do we have, oh, what about an extra bottle? Do we need an extra bottle? Do we need that jacket or two jackets? What if we forget, <laughs> like, what if we forget yeah. something? It's real cold up there where you are. Right, right. It's actually going to start snowing tomorrow. And we're supposed to get like 12 inches. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yo, Mississippi girl does not know what to do with 12 inches of snow. <laughs> anyway, um. I, I just miss like being able to just like go. Yeah. I think that's the like, and I think having a baby in COVID kind of like what you were asking about, that's something that like COVID took my ability to go right before I had a baby. Cause um, I had Winston in May. So pandemic hit in like March. Um, so I stopped going and then I stopped going again because I had to like relearn how to live in COVID and relearn how to live with a baby at the same time. And I just miss the freedom to go. Um, 
I still do it. I'm still trying. Even if we just get in the car and ride around the neighborhood, it makes me feel like I'm going somewhere. <laughs> um, but yeah, I miss, I miss going. And Disneyland, I really miss Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. Disneyland's not open back, is it? Is it still no. If they took it from us, they took it from everyone. <laughs> yeah. No, and I'm not hating on people to take your kids to Disney. You can totally do that. But I get there as soon as the park opens and I close it down and I ride every ride twice. And I don't think Winston can hang. <laughs> Jess, what about you? I mean, OG mom over here. What you been missing out on? Um, well, Rebecca typed my answer over in the little chat box about being able to go to the bathroom alone. Um, and so, mm -hmm, yeah, even Brooks as a teenager, it, I mean, it never fails. You go in the bathroom and it's mom, mom, <laughs> you know, like that deep voice. I'm like, gosh, there's almost an adult looking for me, but even the dog will follow to the bathroom or come in there. But yeah, I would definitely say go into the bathroom in peace. Yeah. I feel that. Lindsay, got anything? Um, I would say, so, I mean, I'm, I'm nursing still. And I think, I feel like my body is just like never my body. It's like, there's always someone touching me. Um, like, I don't nurse Theo as much now because he's eating, which is really nice. But like, I feel like I nurse you know, especially in the beginning, it was like nurse a baby all day. And then my husband's like, Hey girl. And I'm like, no, no, <laughs> literally something has been touching me all day. And I just need to like, let my body be my body. That sounds really bad. I love my husband so much. Um, and then second, and I know all y'all will aim in this drinking a cup of coffee from start to finish without reheating it five or six times, because I don't know if y'all know this, but microwaving coffee makes it taste worse at least for me, yes. but I just miss drinking my coffee, like start to finish. No, absolutely. I was about to say, um, because I always say on my podcast, this is real life because one time I was recording and Buster started barking in the background and then you hear Walker wake up and I was like, sorry guys, but my air just cut on because I forgot to like turn the thing off so it wouldn't make a noise. So if you hear this like humming sound, sorry guys. Um, I wrote down on mine and like after I wrote it down I was like I kind of feel bad but mine would be like quality time with Cody like just me and Cody um which obviously like we see each other all the time you know what I mean and I don't know I just feel like especially since April that we live in the same house and we sleep in the same bed, but like, he's just about, like, we just exist in the same house. So like, I do miss getting to have more quality time. Cause like I said, like Walker goes to bed and then it is just us, but like we get in the bed and we go to sleep, you know what I mean? So like, it is what it is, but I don't know. I think that would be mine for sure. But that's why I just want to have more babies to, you know, have less quality time, okay, <laughs> but it's fine, it's okay, um, okay, let's see, all right, next one is, how do you handle mom guilt, slash, maybe when is the time you felt mom guilt, 
Well, I think I'm the one who submitted this question. Yeah. Um, I'm already like a super overthinker about everything. And so then, and I'm a people pleaser, which is like two, those two combined is terrible. Um, and so I had a baby and you have all of this unrequested advice coming at you. So in pregnancy, everyone's telling you what to do. And then you have a baby and everyone keeps telling you what to do, even though you didn't ask them. Mm -hmm. And then also we were talking about comparison earlier. And I think that you um, compare yourselves to your friends and like what they're doing with their children and what works for you and what, what works for them. And so I submitted this question. I'm curious to hear what you guys say, because I think I still struggle with it a lot. Yeah. Oh, oh, you were like saying, yeah, me too. Or do you have an answer? Okay. Oh, <laughs> she was agreeing with you. She was like, yeah, me too. <laughs> I thought Haley was about to like bring it and like fix me, you know, but uh, no, I, I really struggle with just overthinking. And I think, I, I think most people would say the simple answer is, you know, do what's right for your family. But like, what is it with 85 year old women telling you to put socks on your child when it's hundred degrees outside? Like this baby is not going to catch cold or pneumonia from not having socks on in the summertime. You know, like my baby pulls his socks off. It just is what he does. So if anyway. that ain't Kathy, Joyce. <laughs> I think it's all moms because my mama does that too. And I'm like, stop putting socks on him. He's fine. I think like for me, mom guilt comes in the form of like, you know, we don't live close to family, right? So that's like always on my head, right? Because um, Winston actually has um, a cousin that's only 13 days older than him. And I think about like, you know, we're here and they're all there. All of our families in Mississippi, my husband's included. Um, and I just feel like that guilt of like, should I, should we do something to try to get home? Because I mean, yes, we have to be here right now, but there are things that could change in the future. And I think the way that I do it is I just have to like tell myself that like, I have to trust my gut. I think that's like the biggest thing is like, I've got to trust my gut. And like, I know that this is where God needs us to be right now. Um, and so I get in my head a lot about like, we need to get back to Mississippi because he's not going to grow up with family and they're not going to be down the street. And I had that and like, it's going to mess him up, you know? Um, but then I have to remember like, this is where God has us and that God brought Winston to California first and then to Maryland. And, um, but it, it's a, it's a vicious cycle. I think we just always sit here and think, what if I did more? What if I did this? Okay. But should I be doing that? Cause they told me I should, you know? Lindsay, um, I will say, I feel you when you said that about, you know, like kind of being like an overthinker. So if y'all are Enneagram fans out there, um, I'm a one. So a one is like the perfection is kind of like the, the key thing for ones. I'm by no means perfect, but constantly in my mind, I'm like, reeling like Stevie gets on to me because he's like you overthink everything and so I'm constantly trying to think like if like you know my son gets upset about something and I'm like I handle the situation and then later I'm like okay what could I have done better you know it's like constantly like okay I didn't die, like I didn't you know diffuse that problem well like how can I diffuse that problem better next time and you know we have a couple of really close friends that have kids that are really similar in age with my little boy and so like when I'm around them I'm like constantly like looking at what they're doing and like okay 
did I do that wrong? Am I terrible? You know, so I, I don't have any like advice for the mom guilt because I definitely am full of the mom guilt. But, um, you know, I just try to remind myself that perfection can never be achieved, even though that's something that like constantly is like happening in my mind. And that, you know, if this situation doesn't go perfectly, like I can try for the next one to be better, but he's not going to be like messed up because I messed up one time or whatever. I mean, have you met my husband? He's like a hundred percent opposite for me. <laughs> and, um, you know, so anyways, he's not going to be messed up. It's okay. So you just have to move on. Anybody? I don't know. I'm trying to think if I've ever, I mean, I'm sure I have. I just kind of block it. Like I try to, you know. I will say another form of guilt I've seen that surprised me. So people who are listening who have not yet had kids, don't let this blindside you because it kind of blindsided me. But I also feel guilt for like taking time for myself. Whereas Ben doesn't feel that at all. And I don't know about y'all's husbands, but like it's, it's nothing for him to be like, hey, I'm just going to go chill with the guys tonight or I'm going to, you know, go for a run after work. And for me, it's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to go for a run and be away from my kid for an hour. Like, is that bad? I mean, should, shouldn't I want, you know? And so there is also that kind of, um, I guess, battle, inward battle of like, you know, I should want to always be with my kid and never take time for myself, even if it's like a bath. I, and in the beginning, it was awful. Um, when I first, so I don't, uh, when I first had my baby, like, I don't know, I would say up to like two months after having him, I felt so bad for going and taking a bath or just whatever, taking a nap. I felt this weird guilt. So I don't know if y'all struggle with that, but listeners, it, it's going to hit you and it's okay for you to take time for yourself because you cannot take care of a little person if you don't take care of yourself. Yeah, I feel like I definitely like, like I don't typically work on the weekend. It's only if like Walter can't be there, I'll fill in. Or if I'm just like, all right, I'm going to get a little extra money this week. So let me go work. Um, but like today was longer than normal. And so when I was leaving, I felt bad. So I was just like, this is the weekend. I should be at home hanging out with my family, but like, I could use the extra money. So I'm going to go to work. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Then I got home and I was just like, I hope he's not asleep already. Cause like, there are some days where it's maybe six o'clock, but he's like ready for bed because he's just like, mm. and so I was like, Oh my God, I hope he's not like asleep. Like I want him to be awake, which he was, but then like I get home and he wants to play with the dog. And I'm like, seriously, I haven't seen you in five hours, but you know, and then he goes to bed, but I don't know. I guess mine would be working, but I don't really, I try not to work a lot on the weekend, but like it happens, you know, for sure. Okay, so let's talk about some of these other topics. So these were not really like questions that people left, but just things like they wanted to hear like our opinion about or if it happened to us or whatever. So one of them was like post part of hair like losing it gaining it or like it changing so everyone we're zooming right now and you should see everyone like pulling on their hair <laughs> mine okay so I want to hear y'all stories I didn't lose or really gain any I started taking vitamins like <laughs> after I have recently like here and like here but it's been more recent because I've been taking like vitamins and stuff 
but I noticed my hair like a few months after I was pregnant turn into like this like grass it was literally like you know what I mean like it was that consistency like I would run the conditioner through my hair and it's like the conditioner would soak right in and I was just like what is happening to my hair like it was terrible then I had Walker like then it was fine after like the rest of the time and then I had him and it did it again and I was just like "Mm -mm, I cannot do this and then it went back to normal but anybody yeah I wish y'all could see everybody like pulling their hairs was anybody's like terrible I would just like to say that the (laughs) girl who does my hair says that mine's the worst she's ever seen so are you serious (laughs) I said it's pretty bad and she said I don't know if I've ever seen it quite this bad and I was like thank you but I also had two in two years so it was like once I lost hair from Jackson then I started losing hair from Asher so it's just like this ongoing cycle so but I still have hair and it's coming back that's why they're wispy like this see Jesse that's why you're supposed to still do hair and do our hair because you would never say that to us (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah you can go Caitlin sorry (laughs) oh sorry I feel like I'm talking too much um no so when I was pregnant my hair was fabulous like we just need to like talk about that for a second like it was beautiful and blonde yes when I was pregnant I may have looked like a whale but my hair was flowing in the breeze okay then I have this baby my hair is a totally different color it went completely dark and then it all fell out on the side and then I panicked and I started I still take prenatals to like get my hair to like stay where it is because if I didn't there's just like these little wings that just keep inching backwards and like my husband has has, his hairline is going back we don't both need to have hair (laughs) one of us has got to like keep it together but I actually had like a very big crisis of like my hair is a different color so we were going back to like Lindsay was talking about like I feel like my body's not mine like nothing looks the same Mm -hmm. even my hair right and that's what was so crazy but it's getting there. It's coming back. And I like when got it done when I was in Mississippi, fun fact, I only get my hair done in the state of Mississippi. I will not go to anybody else. I have lived in like three other States, but I will come home and get my hair done. I don't trust people. I died um, when I saw like that. When you posted that, I was like, I love this. So so <laughs> I like don't get my hair cut maybe once every like a year, year and a half. Uh, it's always in a ponytail, but that's because like, I always get it done in Mississippi. I'm like terrified to let somebody like ruin it um but yeah so it was not fun so clearly like I said y'all couldn't see everybody but everyone was pulling hair out of all the places so yes we have all been through it all of us <laughs> in some form or fashion well Jesse, did you I mean sorry Jesse, did you have any you know since it's been a while did your hair fall out um not really I I would say it was probably um, a little <sighs> stop it was a little fuller while I was pregnant um but I really didn't lose a ton afterwards thankfully Mm -hmm. Uh, I got gypped because I did not get beautiful luscious pregnancy hair but my hair started falling out and it's still falling out 10 months later I still pull clumps in the shower um so that's something that you know mamas can look forward to (laughs) you lose your hair but you have a beautiful baby 
Yes. And it's so worth it. It's so right. worth everything <laughs> we're talking about. <laughs> um, okay. So another one is baby blues and being overwhelmed. I wish Stacy would have been good to like comment on this. Um, I personally, um, I mean, I'm just an overwhelmed person anyway, because of who I am as just a person before children. And like, I'm so like routine, like I hate to call myself anal, but like Cody is the opposite, like Haley was saying. So like, he chills me out because he's like, dude, it's fine. And I'm like, it's not fine. It's not. And he's like, no, we're good. It's all right. And I'm just like, oh my gosh. Um, so like, I like live in the state of being overwhelmed. So like specifically having a baby, it like didn't happen at that point. But which if you're listening to this and you listen to my other episodes, I talked about this in Walker's episode. It was like the week of Christmas. I had a couple of days where I like literally lost my mind and I was like movie scene crying in the shower and Cody walked in and I was like, get out. And then my mom walked in and she was like, are you okay? And I was like, no. And then we went and had Christmas Eve um, dinner at Rebecca's house. <laughs> and so like, I only struggled with those two days. I mean, not that like I have not been overwhelmed in the last year of like figuring out how to be a mom, but I feel like this does affect other people more than some. So like, does anybody, I mean, if you want to talk about it, like have anything to say about that or, you know, <laughs> don't make that face. I'm sorry. I just keep oh. talking. Um, so I actually had a very interesting um, experience bringing Winston into the world. Uh, I know that's like another topic, so we can get there later. Um, but trauma was definitely the word that I would describe my situation. Um, and then when he was six weeks old, we did a cross country move in the middle of a pandemic. Um, so definitely baby blues, but more like, I really think I had a lot of like, um, like depression, post-traumatic stress disorder. I mean, all, all of it, like it was um, really overwhelming. It was really hard. Um, but I was also like planning a move. My husband was starting a new job. I had a new job as a mom. I was no longer a teacher. My body wasn't my own. My hair was different. Um, my marriage was different. I had just bought a house sight unseen in a state that I hadn't been to in a really long time. So I think like everybody has like, but even if you're not moving right after you have a baby, which I don't recommend, um, it is really overwhelming. And I think that that's okay to admit. And I think a lot of times, a lot of new moms are like really scared to say like, I'm struggling. Like there was a moment vividly because when we were in the process of moving, Winston and I actually lived in Mississippi for a month. And Michael came to Maryland to like get everything set up. And then we drove up. Um, we thought that would be a little easier. And there was a moment in Mississippi where I was like at my mom's feet and she was holding Winston, like rocking him to sleep. And I was sobbing saying like, I just don't feel like I'm his mom. And like, I think so many times women are like afraid to like say out loud, like I'm so overwhelmed. I don't even know who I am anymore. And like, that was so, um, it was so cathartic for me to like say that out loud. And then my mom to look at me and say like, that's okay. Um, so, you know, I mean, that was just like a little tidbit of like my very long story, all to say that like baby blues and depression and being overwhelmed, that is not something to be like ashamed of. If anything, that is something to be like spoken about and spoken to um, and have others speak life into you. And uh, my mom was a really big part of that. And my husband, he's pretty cool. 
Yeah, I feel like I'll keep them around. Right. And like that's the thing. And me and Stacy kind of talked about this back on her episode, just about mental health in general. Um, it's like there's just this stigma about mental health. And a lot has to do with social media that plays in part of it. But then again, bringing a child into the world and like just what that does to your body, like during the whole, you know, whole time. And then like, that's another thing, like traumatic birthing stories. Like if anyone, you know, what she said, he did, <laughs> Caitlin does. Um, there's just a lot that goes into it. And yeah, I feel like people are afraid to talk about it after because they're like, I don't want people to think I'm a bad mom or think I don't have, you know, like, girl, you are not supposed to have it together as soon as you have a child. Or that's just my opinion. Like, I feel, it's just, I feel like it's hard for people to give themselves grace. Like, I feel like I'm better about giving other people grace than I am myself. I mean, I'm not really good about it, giving it to other people, but I try to give it to other people, but I'm not good about saying, like, Becca, it's fine. Like, it's going to be okay. You know, what you got, Bex? Um, I was just going to say, I struggled with some, PPD makes it sound cute, but some postpartum depression um, with Asher. And I almost think that like, it took me a while to realize that's what it was. I was like, oh, it's just my hormones. Like, that's just what we'll account it to. But I just think that to have a baby in 2020, like it just, it should just come with it. It should be written when you check out of the hospital, because I feel like I have a child that no one knows. I mean, except for like family close, close by, but like, no, like I have people that I work with who are like, we've never even seen your kid. And I'm like, yeah, no one has. <laughs> and so. I mean, just like you feel like no one knows your kid, but you don't know anyone else either. And so like, you can't even like be with other moms who are in the same place. And so I feel like it took me a while to realize, oh, that's what this is. I think I'm just overwhelmed, but no, like it's, it's hard and it's tough, but it's, I mean, it happens to everyone. I mean, lots of people, not everyone, but it just looks a lot different than what people always told me it would look like. I'm going to piggyback off of that statement um, because I know Becca talked about, we talk about social media and like, it looks a lot different than what people said it would look like. And I think that with my like traumatic birth, um, just to like quickly summarize, um, I was in labor for 30 hours in a very tiny naval hospital in 29 Palms, California. You've never heard of it because you've never like, it's in the middle of the Mojave desert. Who's been there? Only Marines. Um, I was the only person in the hospital if that gives you any idea of how small it was. They only have like two operating rooms. Um, I was in labor for 30 hours. I pushed for three. Um, and when Winston was born, he was blue and was not breathing. Um, and I did not hold him until 20 minutes after he entered this world, um, of which he is perfectly healthy and fine, praise the Lord. But all of that to say like, that was not what I was expecting. That's not what social media looks like. That is not what the Instagram pictures look like. I even picked out this like beautiful little outfit that I was going to wear. And we were going to take cute little pictures together. And I was going to be like, look at me, I birthed a baby. And instead, I don't remember any of it. And the only photo I have of me and Winston is me completely swollen and sleeping. And he's sleeping on me. And thank God that he was sleeping on me. And like, I think that like media, like social media and like constant comparison makes you think that like you're bad because I didn't have that like I didn't have the like beautiful birth I didn't have a photographer there I didn't do a fresh 48 there was no way like um 
And so like you add that on top of like COVID on top of all the expectations of what your body should look like. Of course, you're going to have PPD. Of course, you're going to be overwhelmed the whole time. I just kept going, but this isn't what I thought it was going to be. This isn't what I thought it was going to be. And like, I don't know. I mean, I, that's just my experience. And like, I just want you to hear, like, if you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, it wasn't what I thought either. You're not alone. And that's nothing to be ashamed of. And I think I'm really thankful that I took a lot of time, like directly after I gave birth to write about it and post about it and share about it. And I'm always very open and honest about my life. Um, I love to be vulnerable with people because that's when people can like relate and hear that like, it's nothing to be ashamed of because I could have just masked it. Right. I could have like taken a cute little, I did take cute pictures. I mean, I do like pictures, but I could have just posted the cute picture and been like, look at Winston. He's so perfect, which he is. Um, but I didn't because I, I, I wanted it to be more real because we don't hear a lot about that. Yeah, for sure. 10 out of 10. Um, don't recommend giving say something. Um, about Girl, I feel, I can't, I can't even imagine. Um, that's crazy. But I was going to say that, you know, one of the big things that I feel like I've seen a lot on social media, speaking of that, is like the immediately you're in love and like overwhelmed with joy and like all of this stuff. And I love Judah so much, but I swear, like he was born and I turned into like survival mode. Like it was like, feed the child, sleep, live, don't kill your husband. Like, I don't even know what else. And like, it took me a long time to like relax and to like really fall in love with him. Um, you know, I, I definitely didn't have that like immediate, you know, like, Oh, this is my baby. Like, yes, I loved him and all that, but it wasn't like this, like thing that happened as soon as he like came out into this world it was like probably a couple of weeks when I felt like I was like okay I can do this like we're gonna survive like you know everybody's gonna be good before I felt like I was like falling in love with him and I think that's a lot of probably a lot more mamas um first time mamas especially out there than um people people let on yeah for sure I'm trying to think. I don't, I always, you know, I mean, you see the pictures where like they put them and then like they're crying and like, I was like, oh, I can't wait for that. Cause I'm kind of like you, Caitlin, like I have always just wanted to be a mom. Like if the boards were popular when we were kids, it'd be like, what do you want to be when you grow up? A mom. Like, that's why I tell Cody, I'm like, I want four kids. And he's like, you lost your mind. I'm like, no, it'll be fun. You know? And so like, literally not long ago, I was just like, come on, another one. Let's, you know, and he's like, Becca Walker just heard one. I'm like, eh, it's fine. <laughs> he literally thinks I'm crazy, but I don't know. I guess I was kind of like, I don't know if I would say survival, but I was kind of like in this, like, oh my gosh, what just happened? And they gave him to me and I was just like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I just kept looking down being like, you, what, you know, and then it was when they took him and like bathed him and stuff, like I was looking at him from across the room and I was just like, oh my gosh, you know, and then I kind of got a little like misty and I was just like, this is like, he's been inside of me for nine months and I've wondered like what this moment would be like, you know what I mean? But 
I don't know. I, when we got home, we just had trouble with feeding. Like we were breastfeeding and just was not working. And we had people coming over like to bring us food. And I lost my mind. So I was like, he hasn't eaten all day. Like literally he had not eaten. This was like five o'clock that evening. He had not eaten like all day. And Cody was like, Becca, don't stress yourself out. They gave us formula. Just give it to me. And I'm like, no, I'm a terrible mom. Why doesn't he, you know, like, that kind of thing. And I felt like once we got over the hurdle, as far as like, it's okay if your plan doesn't work out of how you want to feed your child, like I chilled out, you know, so it wasn't like, I guess survival, but more of like, which I mean, I guess that is kind of survival, but like, I had to understand that just because this was my plan and it didn't happen, that it was okay because he was alive and he was well, and we were all just trying to make it. And then I had a breakdown, you know, movie shower moment. And then we, you know, went on, but like, yeah. And again, it just all ties back into social media because you see like, oh, look how wonderful this is for people. And it is like, there's not enough people that are honest about what happens, which I know that's hard for people. Some people don't like to be vulnerable, you know, and like, I will be to like close knit people, but sometimes not necessarily, you know, but I feel like if there's there were and I guess I could do better about this if I'm telling other people to do it you know that were more open about it and we're like hey we're doing we went through the same thing or this is how it went for us I think it would be easier for other new moms or expecting moms to like be able to process and navigate through the same kind of waters that they've been through which this is not on the question thing but like that just kind of goes into like none of my friends have kids like my friend Hannah just had a baby two weeks ago three weeks ago like two days from when Stacy had hers and so like it's been hard because yes I can tell them like oh this is what's going on but they have no idea what I'm talking about because they don't have kids and like I do talk to people ha that have kids but you know it's just like how was your day well Walker did this and this. they're like oh, okay yeah and I'm like you don't even get it, you know? And so like, that's been a hard thing for me is how to navigate through my friendships because they don't have kids. So I feel like they don't get it. They don't understand that I just can't pick up and go do whatever or no, I've got to stay home. Well, why do you have to stay home? Like come after they go to bed. And I'm like, okay, when they go to bed, like I'm going to bed, you know what I mean? Or just like even the whole motherhood pregnancy thing, they ask how you're doing, but they don't they don't understand, you know what I mean? Cause they haven't been there. And so I think for me, that's been one of the hardest things is how to, you know, navigate through that because my friends don't have kids. I mean, again, Hannah did a few weeks ago, but like she's fresh in the mom game. So, you know, that's been interesting for sure. But yeah. <laughs> what did she say? Right. Yeah. Put the baby in the bed and you can leave the house there sleep. <laughs> um, have any of y'all or did any of y'all have a C-section? No, no. Okay. That was a question or like a comment about C-sections and how common they are. So Hannah, my friend, ended up having to have one because um, when she went for one of her later appointments, something with like fluid levels in the pockets were low so they were nervous so they ended up having to have a c-section and so 
whoever con I forget who it was that posted on this just was posting had one and I guess it was like she was nervous about it and very overwhelmed and about like how to prepare so that was kind of the same thing for Hannah like <laughs> um <laughs> so she was not prepared for it like she went in for an appointment and they were like if you they literally told her like if you were my daughter I would tell you to have a C-section, like you don't need to wait, you know, and that was hard for her. Like even her telling me that story, she got emotional. She was like, I imagined labor and delivery and I wanted to do that with my first child, you know, and I'm like, I can't imagine because, you know, I did. And so I know even for another friend who had a, her son like three years ago, it was the same thing. She was in labor all day and then they're like, all right, we're going to do a C-section. And she was just like, wait, no, like, you know, kind of had like a panic attack and freaked out and stuff. So none of us on here have had one. And I'm just speaking from like friends experiences, but from what they say, if you're not prepared for it, I mean, yeah, I mean, that is kind of like a big deal. And like with Hannah, they had Morgan leave the room while they prepped her and then he got to come back in. And so like, that's kind of like, you know, I don't know. So sorry, don't have any like real good advice about C-section, but there's that little tidbit of information. I will say I didn't have a C-section, but I was induced with mm -hmm. Judah and like, I really did not want to be. Um, and like, I didn't, I was like at my 40 week appointment and the doctor was like, okay, Christmas is next week. Uh, what you going to do? <laughs> And I was just like, um, I don't know. Like, I didn't want to do that. I really yeah. wanted to, um, like, go into labor naturally and ended up being induced and everything. And so I wasn't really mentally prepared for that. And that's not really what I wanted and what, you know, I felt like was, like, right for me. But ultimately, that's what happened. And, like, my baby's here and my baby's healthy and my baby's, you know, growing strong and everything yeah. and so it, it was okay um and you know I can just hope that you know pray and hope that you know if the Lord blesses us with another child that um you know maybe it will be a little bit different but um I can't be like traumatized from that I just kind of have to you know be thankful that you know at least you know I got to do some of the things like have a baby you know like some people don't even get to do that so you kind of have to look at it yeah, for sure. I had um, another friend who was the same way and her son was born like a few months before ours, Haley. And she was just waiting until her water broke and she ended up being like 40 and a half weeks. And like, he was like getting big in there, you know what I mean? And they're like, girl, you've got to have your baby. <laughs> Whereas I, I was very different. I was like, get him out. But then after we talked about it, I was like, wait a second. So I'm coming to disappointment. I'll come next week. And then two days later, I'll have a baby. And she's like, yeah. And I was just like, oh God, <laughs> like, never mind. Don't get him out. We'll just wait and see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, like, it's just different, you know, for everybody, for sure. I mean, I can't speak on like having a C-section. Uh, I can speak on having things not going to plan. Um, but I think a lot of C-section mamas, and I cannot speak for them, but just from what I've heard them say is that they feel like, you know, they didn't have like the experience, you know, 
or they didn't give birth, baby girl, you brought that baby into the world, whether or not it was cut out of your body, pushed out of your body, you brought that baby into this world. And like, I think that that needs to be recognized that like, I know like a lot of times it's like, well, did you have the baby? Like that, you know, I saw on like the chat naturally and like both ways are natural because that's medical, like it happened. Like your baby is here. You grew that baby and you like have the right, your mama, you know? Um, so, I mean, if again, for me, I can't speak on that. It did not go as planned. I was induced. It was terrible. Um, but I did have a baby and like, I, I think we can't, like, I don't ever want to like take that away from somebody saying like, well, you know, you didn't push. So your baby is out. So you had them some way form or fashion. Um, okay, so we'll do, we'll do one more. So this one, um, I feel like I'm still struggling right now, but acne, hormonal, whatever. I don't know. My face is acting up. I literally said today I look like a pepperoni pizza, but it's fine. <laughs> honestly mine y'all funny story about this is when I first got pregnant I broke out really bad like around my mouth and one of my after school moms came in and was like mm, your face and I was like oh god she was like you're having a boy and I was like yeah she was like yeah it's gonna be like that for a while good luck and I was like she's just a real gem you know so I appreciated that um but then it was fine but like I feel like now at this point like closer to Walker being one and I, I was like oh it's the mask oh it's this but like my friends seem to be very knowledgeable and they tell me it's hormonal acne so like I, I don't know does anyone else struggle with this or is it just me I struggled with acne well before baby ever came into the picture still struggle with it if anybody has the magic answer oh please <laughs> let us know let us know because I still struggle. And you know what? Someone said, thankful for masks. I think Rebecca said, thankful for masks. I am because they cover your acne, but they also cause said acne yes. with your mask knee. And, and who would have thought that would ever be a thing? Right. Not me. No, absolutely not. So the question, I mean, Obviously, the person was like, is this, a th I mean, do people struggle with this? And I would say by everyone's affirmation that yes, they do. And I feel like it can come like, that's what I'm saying. Like, I didn't think it was really a thing, which I know there's probably a lot of other factors that are playing into it now at this point in my life. But like, I feel like it's worse now at the age that he like stage that I'm in than when I was pregnant, honestly. So, you know, whatever. It's fine. That's right. <laughs> it is what it is. Um, <laughs> it's okay, Caitlin. It does get better. It does get better. Uh, but here's the thing. This is what I started doing, y'all. I really wear like the throwaway mask at work. But when I do wear my real ones, I wash them with Walker's detergent and drift. Because then when I put it on, I'm like, oh, it smells like him. I do get sad at that point. So I'm like, oh, but it smells good. And I feel like it's good on my face. Like it's gentle, you know, because if I would put it on him, then why wouldn't I put it on me? <laughs> you know, it's I'm fine. impressed that you still use drift. Oh, <laughs> you well, 
honestly, no joke. Like, and this is going to sound bad. I wash his clothes like sometimes twice. Okay, really, I only wash them like once a week, but I just ran out of like the bottles I got at a shower like a month or so ago. And then I had these like packets. So maybe it's just lasted a long time. Maybe I don't wash my child's clothes enough. I don't know. <laughs> but whatever. But thank you. That makes me feel, I don't know. But anyway, so that is all that I have, unless anyone else has, you know, anything else. This is the most human interaction I've had in a long time. Female human interaction, let me add that. I interact with people, I mean, adults, but not this much at all. Okay, so Jesse, before we go, <laughs> She's so mad at me. Since you are the OG, we need some like, some words to get us through so we know that we're going to make it. Because you're 17. Yeah, words of wisdom. You're 17, almost 17 years, which literally blows my mind. I cannot believe it. So you're going to make it. It's going to be the greatest time of your life. No, for real. Um, it really is just a day-to-day. -day. Some days are joyful, some days are not. But um, yeah, that's the good thing about going to bed and waking up to a new day. Um, and so, yeah, just take it one day at a time. Enjoy all the little things. Um, enjoy the good. Learn from the bad um, because they grow up quickly. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what makes me sad. I think I'm getting busy. Oh, no. I can't. Stop, Beck. <laughs> y'all need to, yep. this is for like a universal y'all. I always say this because I never know like when people come on and listen. And so like when I have guests on, I'm like, oh, this is probably the first episode that their friends have listened to. So I always like go back and be like, hey, on this episode, you know. But literally on the episode that I did on Walker, I like cried like four times during the whole thing. And I was like, there's probably random people listening to this being like, this girl is crazy, <laughs> crazy. And I didn't mean to, but yeah, so. No, you're not crazy. We love our babies. Okay, so wait, I got one more thing. What are some ways y'all incorporate faith into your daily life with your little ones? Devotion, songs, prayers, any kind of tips, tricks. What do y'all do? Joy. <laughs> um, I think about the verse in Deuteronomy that talks about you think about, talk, you know, preach these diligently to your children when you sit, when you rise up, when you walk by the way, constantly. And that's hard to do for sure. But I think first of all, it starts with you yourself being in the word because the more you're in the word, the more it's gonna come out in your speech and in your actions. Um, but when I went back to work this, I guess it was August, I was really like, so I was like, I'm not gonna have that time like I had because I spent a whole year home with both of my girls. Um, so I was like, okay, what are we gonna do? So every morning while they're eating breakfast, I read like a little um, Bible story for kids. And then we do a catechism 
and we listen to the song that goes with it and then we pray we have these prayer cards and um those are just like my resources I guess or whatever but um just making it into the conversation all the time as much as you can and just asking questions and as they start to learn it's really fun to be like like we're reading through Genesis during our family worship time and being like Edith who is this person and what did Noah do and just trying to like incorporate those truths and just familiarizing them with the gospel story as a whole and being able to have that language from the get-go but I feel like it does for sure start with you and when how much you're taking in the word. So for y'all like at what point you know like with Edith since she was your first child did y'all really start doing that I mean like at one to you know to mean were you is was it more when she was like talking more and like trying to have conversations you're like from the get-go kind of thing I would say probably like 15 months was when we were like okay let's start reading bible stories singing bible songs obviously she wasn't learning them at that age but even like Amelia we you know we make her participate in family worship and devotional just like you did like she has to sit and you know as much as she can but I think you want and that was one thing that Andrew and I have always said like we don't want them to remember a time when they weren't learning these things and um even if they can't understand like you've got to start and that's just going to be your habit and the thing is that you could be thankful for is they won't remember so if you don't do it right there's grace and you can just keep on and once you get in that rhythm that's when they'll start you know remembering and learning and they learn way sooner than you think too perfect I'll say you know we haven't um Judah is just 13 months old but um we started praying with him before bed probably maybe at eight months old um, when we like really had a good solid like bedtime routine and um, so like every single night like we we get him ready for bed and he sits in my lap and Stevie like kneels in front of us and um, Stevie prays and you know we just you know thank God for Judah and like pray over him and like you know pray for his sleep and pray for um him to like grow strong and things like that and I mean he's usually like jumping around and like headbutting us or something like that but um we we decided you know we were gonna start just like praying with him and then we always like say a blessing before we dinner and it's really funny because me and Stevie, we always hold hands and he always tries to like grab our hands. He's like, what y'all doing? Um, and he always tries to grab our hands. So like, you can tell they're like paying attention and he knows like every time we eat dinner, like this is what we're going to do. And this is, you know, we do it every single night. So um, it's just kind of like, like Joy said, you know, incorporating those types of things into like their daily life um, just to like set those foundations, even though, you know, he's jumping around and he's not really probably absorbing like a ton of the words that we're saying, but you know, he is seeing those disciplines and those practices um, starting, you know, in infancy. So I was going to say too, just off of what Haley's saying, um, even if there isn't like this set time that's directed toward them learning, um, they're always watching mama and daddy. 
And so are you reading? Are you praying? Are you singing? You know, are, are those things happening in your daily life? And that's something I've been really convicted of um, ever since having Theo is like, what's he going to see his mama doing? Is he going to see his mama scrolling on her phone all the time? Is he going to see his mama constantly like making tasks for herself? Or is he going to see her, you know, reading the Bible and like listening to sermons, praying, you know, this is really still kind of awkward for me, but just randomly praying throughout the day. Like, is he going to see those things? Is he going to hear, um, and, and the, and the way we talk too, you know, if we talk about, uh, you know, this is really going off, but randomly someone was talking about, um, diet and health and all of this stuff and how we can influence our kids. Even when we make negative comments about our bodies, like our kids are hearing those things. And so I think we're, really like our, our life is going to teach them a lot, even just seeing what we do. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So this <laughs> kind of piggybacks off that talking about them, like hearing, you know, just watching and stuff is I was telling someone yesterday because Friday morning, um, y'all probably don't know when I say y'all like Rebecca and Jesse know, but we have a dog. It's a puppy. Don't ever get a puppy and then have a baby at the same time. And he's like eight months old, but like 90 pounds. Yeah, he literally is a horse. It's a bloodhound lab mix. And Friday morning was just like a nut house. And <laughs> so I'm like yelling and saying things that I probably shouldn't. And Walker was right there. And that's what I told him. I was like, I try not to like do that around him because I'm like, I don't want him to be like, my mama's yelling. She crazy. <laughs> you know, because I was yelling at Buster, but like, that's something I have, like, I think about all the time is like, okay, when he's around, I mean, not that I try to put up this facade that like in front of him, I'm perfect. And then when like he goes away, I'm like crazy woman, but like that I am not, I mean, maybe, but like, I'm not raising my voice and like, I'm being calm. You know what I mean? Like there, he's obviously in his lifetime going to see me like, you know, be a little crazy, but I try not to do, you know what I mean? Because I'm like, okay, he's watching. And he is, he's at that point, like Haley was saying, like they may not know, but they're copying you. Like Cody sent me a video at work tonight where Cody was doing this like weird mouth thing and Walker was like imitating it back. And I was just like, how does he know how to do that? But they watch you, you know what I mean? Like they are very aware, even when you think that they're not aware. And so like, even, I mean, this is like kind of, going on you know I mean like a different topic but like you just talking about them like watching is they are even at an age where you don't think they are like they are you know so I have to be like I try to be mindful of that like okay just go Medea when he goes to bed so he doesn't see you and he won't be like my mom is crazy but for well, sure. I, I thought of this question because I um, am reading a book right now by Phil and Diane Comer and it's called Raising Passionate Jesus Followers and it's really good and um, they just talk a lot about like teaching your kids um, raise, like to teach them to love Jesus passionately and love others on purpose and so that's just something that I've tried to think of like just in the way that I treat other people in the way that I treat Seth in the way that I you know treat the boys separately and then together like just how am I showing them Christ how am I showing them you know like a deep love and um so yeah really I appreciate all the tips thank y'all yeah for sure 
because Lord knows Cody's probably like, my wife is crazy. <laughs> but that's another thing too. I'm sorry. I know you're like, girl, it's time for me to go to bed. Last thing is that I also too, <laughs> oh yeah, I forget you're like an hour ahead of us. Um, like I don't, again, thinking back, getting personal to like my childhood and growing up, I don't ever want Walker to be like, Ooh, mommy and dad are like, that's not good. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel like there's appropriate time and place for everything. And like, I don't ever want him to see like how Cody and I communicate and think like, Oh, that's how I'm supposed to like communicate when there's a problem or when I am trying to express how I feel, you know, like that kind of thing. So Yes. Yes. I mean, you could like tie all that back into like, I guess, ways you incorporate like faith into your daily life. Cause like I have an eight month old. Um, so obviously like he's kind of knowing what I'm doing, but kind of doing his own thing. Yeah. And like you were saying about like, sometimes like being nitpicky with your husband or with me, it's Dunder the dog on the floor yeah. right now. <laughs> and like, but that ties back into faith too. Cause you're also like shown forgiveness and grace and like understanding. And like, I think in your daily life, you can like demonstrate that. Yes, there is a, like, I love to do a little Bible story or to sing some songs, but at the same time, like, even just in my daily conversation with Michael, he's, it can be evident. Do you see what I'm, like, do, like, just to, like, tie it all back in to, like, the way that you live your life is going to show them, like, that you do love Jesus. Um, but it's important to like also make time. And I really appreciate the tips because your girl's getting to the stage where he's going to like really need some Jesus because yeah. I need some Jesus <laughs> to deal with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, like we definitely could do better at that. And that's been like a thought too. Like when I got these questions, because that was one on here is like, when is the appropriate time to start? And like, what's the best way to go about that? So like, for sure, appreciate that joy. <laughs> your input so thank y'all for joining it's been fun again most human or adult female human interaction I've had in a very long time um especially people that have children because you know how that goes um but again if you're listening don't forget to follow anything.everything.bbspartman on instagram so you can stay up to date on all things podcast. Also, don't forget to follow those other Instagram accounts that I mentioned at the beginning. And if you forgot, just scroll back to the beginning because there are some really good stuff on there. Um, make sure that you stay tuned. We have some good stuff coming up in March. Again, if this is your first episode to listen to, I talked about how I'm going from doing an episode every week to just once a month because I want to be able to spend some time on the content that I have and get it out there. So like with this, I was able to spend three weeks getting it together and it was absolutely wonderful. Um, so y'all just stay tuned. There's some great stuff coming up in March, but thank y'all so much for joining. Yay, they're waving. <laughs> All right, well, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been real fun and we will catch you on the next episode.